I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Daria. Talking to me? And welcome to Arya Talking to Me, a Game of Thrones podcast hosted by a couple of special little throne heads. My name is Ben Vanell. Uh, I'm a co-host of this show, and uh, the other co-host, well, he's a man who needs no introduction. So this episode... <laughs> That's the noise a throne might make, since my head is a throne. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. I couldn't figure out what noise like a metal, but I think that'd be what like the iron throw to make, like a metal kind of clanking sound. Yeah, if it was like squeeching, squawking its way across the tiled floor. Yeah, if it was like if it was a character in Banjo Kazooie. Ah, yes, it'd go like clang, 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 clang. Yep. Yeah. If it was one of the, (laughs) that's how I picture everyone talking. Absolutely. If it was one of the worst characters in Beauty and the Beast. The throne that came alive. <laughs> yeah, and he'd only have one line in one of the songs. He'd be like, <laughs> "A banshee sat on me." That all like all the all the candlesticks and everything would look at him like, "You dumbass, you creep, you we weirdo." You. Always <laughs> sniffing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're throne heads, and that's what we are, and that's what we're like. I'm um, a chair sniffer. My name's Adam Knox, as well, by the way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I guess you did need an introduction. Um, well, we're here at the end of season four of Game of Thrones. It's been a wild ride, and I assume this is the end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is officially like over halfway through, just into because there's eight seasons, mm. so finishing four must that that is undeniably a halfway point. <laughs> yeah, according to the principles of mathematics and counting. But there's fewer episodes than the full eighty. There's like going to be sixty-seven or something. Mm, 67, like 68. 70, 70, 74? Yeah, something like that. Because I saw, uh, oh, many... there was, I just saw a news thing. We should say, we got some news up front. <laughs> oh, we, we got some news. We haven't had to do this in any of the episodes because we started when it was a Game of Thrones dead time. But Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. I saw an article saying they've officially said late April is the, release date for the first episode of, um, or the the air date for the first episode of season eight. Yeah, wow. Okay, late April. Uh, well, we've got we've got a um, a finish line to get to, yeah. and then and then do another what six six episodes? Is it? Yeah, I'm sure those like <laughs> those few that are in April leading up to the episode that are during <laughs> the comedy festival that we do next year won't be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll we'll have to bank some up. Maybe yeah. I mean at least at least they already exist uh, for us to cover. True. Um, yeah, but that's awesome. And there's been st- you know still some news floating around about the spin-off that they're working on. So um, yeah, there probably be... is going to be a bit more to talk about uh, in terms of not show stuff in the next six months. 
Yeah. I'd be surprised if we didn't hear about like some pretty concrete thing about those spin-offs before the new season airs too, because you'd imagine they want to keep the loop going. Like rather yep. than let the show yep. end and have nothing definitely on the horizon, they want to be like, and after that's finished in September, you can see the wacky adventures of whatever, <laughs> whatever they decide to do. Yeah, absolutely. It makes sense to to like actually maybe even promote like with with clips or whatever the next thing while that final season's airing, even if it's yeah. just little little tiny snippets. Have <laughs> like a really a really shoehorned in visit from one of the main characters <laughs> of the new show. <laughs> like how Kramer rents an apartment off Paul Reiser in Mad About You. There's yeah, just some yeah. weird. <laughs> I feel like shows used to do that all the time, where like all of a sudden it's like. Oh, Angel's back in in the show <laughs> Buffy because the Angel ratings are slipping. <laughs> We've got to remind <laughs> people about him. <laughs> totally, totally. Well, yeah, I wonder. I mean, what we know of this uh, spinoff is it, is that it takes thousands of years in the past. So I don't right. know. I it's guess Bram like a, could. It's like a Happy Days Mork and Mindy situation where the time mm. scale is like a little unclear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This I'm is okay interesting. With that. Maybe if someone has walk. a dream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the whole pl- show. God, imagine trying to fucking sell someone on like five seasons of a show taking place in a dream. Ugh. Be no. like Better Call Saul, but at the start and end of every season, there's a black and white thing of just Bob Odenkirk sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's good. Um, but yeah, we. Uh, I guess I'm, yeah, I'm very curious to see how that pans out because um, the standard is so high. Yeah, for the most part, like, I Better Call Saul genuinely has reinvigorated my faith in the idea of what they're trying to do here. Better Call Saul is a great show, doesn't ruin Breaking mm. Bad, uh, is its own thing, but still connected. If they, you know, if they approach what that show's doing, then they'll be yep. fine. Yep. And Better Call Saul's set thousands of years in the past, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're still yeah. using um, the early flip phones. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, okay. Well, I guess they can, uh, yeah, they've proven it can be done. I look forward to it. But in the meantime, we mm. watched episode 10 of season four. Yes. The Children, it's called. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I, I mean, because of the children in it, I guess. Dude, they're the future, and it's the future of this podcast, at least the next hour of it. That's right. Uh, so, The Children begins with... Little Jon Snow, uh, wandering north in search of the wildlings, uh, in search of Mance Raider, and uh, he finds him. He goes and has a chat to him. Yeah. It doesn't take him long. I mean, I forgot that they were all just sort of camped quite nearby. As he was mm. walking off, I was like, he's going to be walking for ages. They're back in the <laughs> mountains. But then, like, oh, yeah, right. They're all here. Yeah, they just passed the tree line. And uh, they they pretty quickly bring him to Mance, and Mance treats him nicely. Yeah, him some, yeah. Like, pirate rum, some kind of <laughs> bullshit white thing. And, like, John seems suspicious that it's going to be poisoned, and even I at the time was thinking, like, they're not going to poison you, mother. If they wanted you dead, they'd have slit your throat straight away. Yeah, t- absolutely. And, and like, Mance kind of, uh, like, implies, like, it is dishonourable to poison you, and it's kind of insulting that you even suspected me of that, you little yeah, bitch. Yeah, totally. It is, yeah. Like, I would mm. be insulted if someone thought I was going to poison them. I'd fucking stab them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any any uh, officers of the law listening, just note that one down for yep. future. <laughs> and I mean it. And I'll stab you if you question me, cop. Wow. 
<laughs> Jesus. All you cops can say adults. anything you want. <laughs> it's, a it's a podcast. It doesn't count. Yeah, it's, it's not reality. Yeah, but, um, but Mance, Mance is Mance is insulted. Uh, they have a little. Well, he asks uh, he asks John about Egret. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can see how Mance got into this position because he's like a nice guy who doesn't take any shit, but he's like, "Look, I, I respect you. You're all human beings to me." Absolutely, and he's like six foot six and uh, yeah. built built like a brick shit house. Yeah, he is. And he's got like he asks like, "Okay, well, did you see Egret?" Okay, you, that's fucked. Did you kill her? Well, it sucks for you. We'll drink to her. We'll drink to that giant. He was the king of the giants, <laughs> evidently, even though there yes. were like three giants. <laughs> so he's, he's really more of a team captain. And I guess Mance was in love with the giant. That's why he's... It's like an equal little thing where John loved Egret and Mance loved the giant and they just have and a little sip. John also loved... Uh, is it Gren? Yeah, Gren. They yeah. drink to Gren as well. Yep. Not the other 50 Night's Watchmen who died, but whatever. All right, John. <laughs> and yeah, they're having a, he, Mance kind of puts it together like, oh, you're not here to talk. You came to kill me. Right. Well, someone, so there's like a sudden noise and John goes for his sword immediately, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But luckily, the tension is broken by the pitter-patter of little horse steps. <laughs> You <laughs> tiny little horsies galloping on through. Uh, I forgot this happened. <laughs> <laughs> One of the, the, this is pretty significant. I know, it's huge. It's massive. Do you know what it is? It's because Stannis, both in demeanour and appearance, is an incredibly grey man. Yes. And yes, that is true. He is, I, like, you can see why he never really got anyone behind him as king, because he's mm. just dull. Even when he does something very effective and sort of momentum shifting like he is doing right now, it's forgettable. Totally. Like, and th this, this whole sequence where the horses are coming in is mm. ridiculous because there's like 340 shots that are just different angles of different people cutting down different people. But it's the same shot of a horse, a guy on the horse <laughs> with a sword, and the guy on the horse with the sword cuts a guy on the ground and they go, Brow! and then <laughs> it happens 8,000 times. Totally, it's just cr crisscrossing and riding all over each other through the woods. But yeah, that's that is that's what happens. Because I guess it's like, well, I mean, uh, we have to show that they really decimated this encampment and that they're yeah. really powerful. But all they are is guys on horses. So I mean, we're limited in our options here. And they they fucked them. Classic pincer movement. Mm. Which uh, hey, as a tactician, as a studier yes. of the blade, yes, I understand that uh, coming at it from both sides. A lot better than coming right on its face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that London Bridge movement, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's what you are. That's what Fergie was singing about. <laughs> Stannis and Davos high-fived over the top of man. <laughs> <laughs> they show up and they're like, all right, everyone, shut up. Immense right kind of surrenders. Yeah. John tells Stannis that he's Ned's kid and he's like, all right, well, what would Ned do with him? And John lies. Ned would have cut his head off. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, of course. I thought that's uh, what he was going to say. Yeah, but he's like, John would have, I mean, uh, Ned would have uh, put him in chains and taken him away to be a threat later on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, uh, hey, he's not entirely wrong there. Uh, like, yeah, I don't know. He, I mean, more, uh, in the, more in the sense of it being a potentially dangerous move down the track than it being uh, honourable. Oh, right, or, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, maybe yeah. the one benefit of it is that he has all these um, wildlings who are only together because of him. So maybe mm. with him still alive, they're easier to contain and look after. That's true. They could, if he, if they find out Mance gets executed, maybe they just go fucking mental. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, it just kind of wraps up really quickly. Stannis comes in at the nick of time, which is like a very, oh, okay, that was convenient. I mean, he's done it before. He did it at uh, Blackwater. True. He's, oh, no, that was, that was Tywin who did that at Blackwater. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, he was just fighting at Blackwater. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stannis I was mean, the manse in that. That's situation. how boring. Yeah, that's how boring Stannis is. I just got him confused with a completely different character. <laughs> it's weird as well because I like Stannis as a character, but he's just such a like serious guy. Yeah, so serious. Um, like I, I think he's well acted as well. Like I really yeah. like the actor. It's just yeah, yeah. I, he's and a I no just nonsense horseman. He's a no nonsense, and nonsense is what uh, sticks in my memory. I guess. Hey, wobble up dub dub. <laughs> ah, my favourite catchphrase from Seinfeld. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Melisandre is up there, and she's checking out John once she finds out he's a he's got some Stark blood. Well, because there she looks at him from like over the flames when they're burning the bodies later on. Because mm, mm. John John tells Stannis like north of the wall like, and also burn these bodies, motherfucker. Because I've seen some shit. Burn yeah. every man here. And then, yeah, they're back over at the wall later. Um, what's his name? Blind Targaryen is... Uh, what's his name? Aemon? Aemon Targaryen. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, giving them their sort of last rites and stuff. They're all lighting a big funeral pyre. Mm. And Stannis and them are all there. And, yeah, Melisandre looks at Jon over the flames and she's like, Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah. This chess piece uh, just got interesting. Yeah. My... Creepy sex games have taken an interesting turn. Mm. Um, and later on as well, John uh, John burns Egret's body up. Oh right, up yeah. over north. Yeah, because he talks to um, Tormund. Yeah, that's right. Tormund's like, you know, she loved you, right? Or however he sounds. John's yeah. Like, no, yeah, she. I lo- I loved her as well. Oh, <laughs> bloody hell! I wish this hadn't hadn't happened. <laughs> I'm not going to do any of these people. And so, yeah, he, Tormund's like, she belongs in the north, motherfucker. Yeah. And also, are yeah. you going to kill me? And John's like, nah. 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 Sorry. Yeah, That's burn, not how we do. Secret up. <laughs> he really does. She's um, gone. Darth Vader's sh- in her. Did you find that uh, scene at all uh, emotionally effective? Nah. I haven't cared about John and Egret from the get-go <laughs> and continue not to. Even the fact that, like, those actors are married in real life and are genuinely in love mm, and they yeah. cannot make me feel that on a screen. <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, I, I I got into it the first time through and I, I have to say this, this, yeah, this rewatch, I'm not, I did not find that romance at all compelling. I liked no. the, the character of Egret to an extent of, like, oh, she's kind of fun. But I definitely did not buy into this uh, this romance, and I yeah I didn't really find that like a farewell particularly emotional at all. Yeah, I think it's because I don't buy into a lot of Kit Harrington personally. Yes. So true, and it's left to him to <laughs> entirely to sell that. Uh, well, that because same. like her role in this show is to change John's character, right? Mm. Like she makes him a little less stuck up and kind of um, rigid. 
uh, or is the idea, but Kit Harrington's yep. face remains the same forever. <laughs> well, wood wood can only get so floppy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so but yeah, that's that's the end of that. Will it have a, any kind of impact on Jon Snow as a character? We'll find out in future seasons. Oh um, no, <laughs> it's a cliffhanger. So yeah, that, that is all of the North, isn't it, for this episode, or at least this part of the north i guess brand this stuff are further north yeah yeah brand brand comes later uh but right now is king's landing we head right down south to uh to a a, a dead giant dead body on a slab oh right yeah egret's down mm. there now she's uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah the mountain is fucking gross looking his wound yep, yep. um What's yeah we find name? out that, that uh, the dark clothes guy uh, Kyburn? Kyburn, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ky- Kyburn's there, Pycelle's there, and Cersei are there. And Pycelle, Pycelle, I think, is the one who is like, hey, um, the mountain actually got poisoned. Oberyn poisoned his spears so that the mountain was going to die even if he just got a little little slice on his finger. Clever little snake. Yeah, he is a clever little or, viper, or he was. Viper. Um, But, yeah, Cersei is... Basically, she she wants to make sure. Well, she she doesn't want the mountain to die. She seems to have like lost Jamie as her protector, and uh, the mountain looks like he's he's dead. He's he's basically he's dead. He's gross. Yeah, and the um, like how effective he was against Tyrion and how malleable he seemed to be to her will. I guess is appealing mm. to her. Yeah. Yes. Totally. I mean, he always just did exactly what she said. Yeah. Yeah. He's been a friend to the Lannisters. So, yeah, Pycelle's like, well, he's definitely dead, and I'm going to kill him with the milk of the poppy. Yes. He's properly dead, though. Like, we can't bring him back. And Kyburn's yeah. like, uh, I think you'll find I can creep him up a little bit. Mm. He, he's got some, like, like five massive injection needles. He's like, <laughs> totally. I just shove these things into him, and then I pull these back and forth, and it makes his arms and legs move. <laughs> It becomes like a little. He, I kind of control him like a mech suit. Yeah, well, he's got I like a big, one of those big li- like Frankenstein levers on the wall, and he's like, I genuinely have to wait until lightning strikes because there's no electricity. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, he's basically gonna Frankenstein's monster. This uh, this dead mountain guy. It seems like it. He says he can he can bring him back, and like Cersei kind of gives Pycelle his marching orders, and he's being a little fuckhead about it still. Like he's just won't stop talking. <laughs> And then, well, he's, um, being, he's being a fuckhead in the sense that he's like, I won't even attempt to bring someone back from the dead, so, yeah. True, but he's, like, being annoying about that, even. Oh, yeah, and I mean, yes, yeah, he is always just annoying. a slimy guy. Yeah, he's a little creeper. Yeah, so then uh, she, like, asks Kyburn if he could do it, he's like, ah, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he, tell, he tells her, like, he'll come back different, she'll go weaker, and he's like, oh, no. <laughs> no, he won't be weaker. So yeah, he's gonna be Frankenstein. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Like it was, it was a little silly, like you know, a little, a little um, over the top monster movie kind of uh, kind of stuff, which I thought it was is. fun. There's yeah. a couple of things in this episode that are really taking a big step forward into more fantasy tropish type things, or just more oh like yes, over the top ridiculous things. Sure, because this isn't even necessarily in the fantasy genre. It's just like, 
outside the realms of reality. But um, yeah, you're right. It really does ramp up later on as well. Yeah. But um, uh, before that, uh, Cersei goes and talks to Tywin. Yeah. This is... And- uh, so she's like refusing to marry Loras, right? Yes. Saying, yeah. I'm not going to leave my son on the throne mm-hmm. here on his own. I'm not going to fucking high garden. You can yep. fuck off. Yeah, I'll burn yes. the house to the ground before I uh, before I leave. Yeah, there's a good bit where she's like, um, he starts telling her like, when you were nine and I did this, and she's like, fuck off with your stories about your smug stories about you winning. Yes, yeah, yeah, that is great. She she really cuts to to his core uh, in this scene. I think totally in, in a couple in a couple of ways because the next thing she says is like the worst thing that Tywin could hear because it it yeah. totally undermines. Uh, ah, everything that he's fought for. Ah, that noise. It's the worst <laughs> thing you could have heard. <laughs> Fucking hell. That she's was watching, bad. <laughs> uh, she's been watching Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Yes. Um, no, she says, I'll reveal, you know, the thing. The thing that you know is actually true. And Tywin, like, I don't know if genuinely, probably just because he doesn't want to hear it, he's like, what thing? <laughs> what obvious yeah. thing that everyone knows is going on? It's um I think it's a testament to the way his character is played that it genuinely sits in between me believing he doesn't he's so closed off to that that he has never accepted it to be real or even mm. considered it and it seems like him, he's properly him knowing it's real it. yeah ex- yes exactly it it feels yeah. like he Somewhere knows that it's real, but like that's a one percent of this ninety nine percent of him being like, no, of course not. That's crazy. It's all rumors. Yeah, yeah. Like it is locked away in some box down in the bottom of his brain that she is slowly unlocking. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, by the end of that scene, though, he's like, oh no, my kids are fucking. <laughs> <laughs> my kids are fucking. My our our family is corrupted now. Basically, like the line yeah. is. Is I mean, well, I guess the Targaryens were known for their incest and for keeping that that bloodline through that those means. So I guess this doesn't necessarily like technically invalidate it. It's still yeah. just in, like humiliating and embarrassing. So here's a question about Tywin mm. Lannister. Now I don't know a lot about the reproductive system. <laughs> if anything, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> okay, sure. But- I'm ready to field any question you have. What does a breast feel like? No. Uh, what, <laughs> w- w- like, old men can still come sperm. Ah, effective now, sperm. I don't think that's true. Right? Yeah, right. I was always under the impression that you could be like 70 whatever as a man and still be able to father a child at some point. Because that does happen. I mean, it's not like uh, menopause where it like stops entirely, but I think it gets harder and harder. Hell yeah! Pardon the pun. <laughs> oh baby, walked right into that one. Because um, he mustn't think, be able to have yeah. kids, is my point. Because if he's so worried about his legacy and these three are such fuck ups, have more. That's yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I suppose um, the roadblock might also be you have to marry into a highborn family, and who's going to marry this old fuck? Yes, true. He doesn't have he does he can't he can't just pick some girl and be like, "All right, here we go." It has to be official and legitimate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still I can't believe that he could they they wouldn't accept a Hugh Hefner type marriage in Game of Thrones world where everything is on the table. 
That's true. I mean, Walder Frey was married to like a 16-year-old or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a fair point. But hey, look, the series does not address it or, uh, yeah, analyze hey, maybe, that in any way. Maybe he's out of spoof. <laughs> he might be. He, he might well be, be fresh out of spoof. Hey, if you're a doctor and you know whether or not old guys run out of spoof, write in, let us know. Make it for the sealed section, but like the sex, <laughs> the sexual sealed section. <laughs> um, we yeah, get so the, she... the section where we, we, we guess the dick size of every character on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Podrick we'll big, give... little finger small. <laughs> no, Podrick's, Podrick's a- average, right? Oh, that's right, yeah. He just knows what he's he, doing. He's just gifted, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll we'll tell you 16 ways to please your dragon, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> How to really train your dragon. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, we'll do that there. Um, but basically that scene with Tywin ends with... Her, I guess, putting her foot down, and uh, I mean, we don't know if the the marriage to Loris is going ahead or not. But man, she's played her uh, real trump card there. Yeah, she just seems to like ever since Joffrey died, and even I guess a bit before, just be losing it and losing it a little bit more. And this is her just like, sure. you know, like they always say, hey, if you've got a friend who just like all of a sudden can't afford one but buys a boat, maybe watch out for them. Mm. I feel like this is her doing that sort of shit, just like throwing a dice around and who not caring where they roll. Totally. I think whatever, she whatever seems the like fuck that means. <laughs> I mean if your dice roll off the table, you gotta re roll them, so it's just a way Not if of you time. don't give a fuck, man. Not if you don't give a fuck what the number is. Put a two down. I don't give a shit. I guess so. She I mean, uh, she's always been someone who we know has hated the fact that she's a uh, a woman and that has meant she's been less powerful and had less effect in in terms of her actions and her choices so yeah. i think that this could be her absolutely losing it like it's it's a it's a fucking crazy thing to admit to your dad but or just the last straw situation you're saying yeah yeah it's it's a last straw it's maybe the only thing that she can see that she can do to make uh, some sort of impact so true yeah. i mean she has been the the victim of a lot of marriages she didn't want to be in yes absolutely well, yes wait. that's a really good point one one well, one, one. Yeah, yeah, one. <laughs> I guess it was just one, but it was a shit one. It was a shit. She's been the victim of a marriage that she didn't want to be in that fucked up her life. So, yeah, I reckon yeah. one is enough. <laughs> totally. Um, and then she runs off to Jamie and, like, basically lets him back in. Yeah. It was, uh, like... And it's it's so hard to tell with her, and I think it's because it's a mixture of both, how much of it is, like, her emotion and her genuine wants uh, from the world and everything and her sort of just playing this ladder climbing game sure sure getting jamie back on side because he's a powerful player he's a, he's right. a strong guy he's how he's much a of good, it is positioning yeah. mm, mm. which yeah is tough it's because it's like well man she didn't just decide to fall in love with her brother there's the you know there's clearly something there but mm. In this exact instant, yeah, you're, uh, that, that's a fair point. Is is this just positioning? I guess we'll we'll have to see how it plays out. For a second during that scene, because she tells him that she told Tywin, and he's like, "What?" Mm. But he doesn't seem like scared. He's just he seems a little relieved, if anything. Absolutely, that's yeah, that's that's what I read. Uh, was him in a way being relieved that I guess like the worst person to have to admit this to already knows. So I guess the only way is up. Yep. So then they fuck on the table. 
<laughs> they get up on the table and fuck. Um, hey, see all uh, the deal. It's just, uh, it's they, that I, scene is. It's played so like, um, not like romantically, but it's this triumphant, positive scene. But it's like, man. That's a brother and sister having sex. Totally. It's just, and after uh, four seasons, they still are able to make that. I mean, not that you get that immune to it, but it's still creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Totally. It's uh, Yeah. Very unsettling scene. Yeah. They, uh, they very of- wisely make her say again, like, you're my brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, oh, that's right. These two attractive actors are making out. Oh, no, that's right. It's a brother-sister relationship. Oh, boy. But yes, yeah, speaking of unsettling, we now go to uh, Marine, where Daenerys Targaryen is sitting on a little fake little throne there and holding court uh, as she is wont to, just telling yarns. <laughs> it is. It's uh, a real throne, I guess, because she. You yeah, know, I guess. she's the queen or ruler or whatever, whatever they're calling her. There, I guess queen. True. That's that is true. Yeah, and she is literally holding court. Uh, and yeah, fucking one of the guys comes in and is like, hey. Um, your dragons murdered my daughter. Yeah. Like, the first guy in is... It's sort of another scene of her to make the tough decisions as ruler where he's like, I actually wanted to be a slave because I don't know anything else. I'm like... Oh, yeah, that's right. The Shawshank Redemption, where I've been institutionalized. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what to do. It's a young man's game out here in the free world. Yeah. So she, like, gives him a contract that can't last over a year with his, like, employer in quotes... Mm-hmm. For them to make an arrangement, because she's like, "Well, I guess freedom is about choice, and that's your choice." And then, yeah. um, what's his name? Advisor guy, uh, Barristan. Barristan is like, "That's crazy what you just did. Mm. They are gonna absolutely use the shit out of that." But okay, you're the queen, and then yeah, yeah. Guy comes in with his burn up daughter. Yep. So, uh, um, big big dragon Drogon. Yep, he's he's cooked her up. He's absolutely roasted her. Uh, yeah, she has been completely dealt with. <laughs> really and taking then, down a peg. Oh, man. She is... Um, Jeff Ross has gotten to her. And uh, <laughs> she has like a little chat with her advisors, but very quickly decides, all right, we've got to lock up the other two. Yeah. Lock, lock up your daughters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> quite literally lock up people. your children. <laughs> yep. Um, she, uh, I just, it's like a quite a, you know, slow scene and she puts the mm. collar on and she's crying and there's music swelling and I just didn't give a fuck. No, I, th- uh, it was, re- it almost felt like, I guess, incongruous that they were trying to make it sentimental. It's like, what, right. Yeah. In, in what possible way does anyone feel sorry for these dragons? If you're like some hardcore animals of people too person. Maybe it would have hit you, but even then, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. They're even more then, like these tanks are dragons. Than animals. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they're like lizard birds, the least appealing animals combined. And she says that she thinks of them as her children, but like, I don't know. She's just petted them on a windowsill a few times during the show. You know, like <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, if so, there is meant to be some sort of um, uh, maternal bond here, aside from her yelling like she's the mother of dragons, we haven't, I don't think, seen it to any real uh, effect. No, agreed. I Like, she tried very hard to get him back, but because they're also such a po- powerful political tool or military mm. tool, mm. it's hard, you know, of course you get him back. And also, yes. like, it, <laughs> I just had the thought as it was happening of, like, 
a bunch of CGI animators locking up the budget for the next season. <laughs> but Drogon's still out there. He's somewhere, yeah, and he's a angsty teen. Mm. Yeah. Um, man, that's when about you're a teenager, it. For that everybody cooks up some children, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're a teen, you throw stuff in the fire and get angry. That's true. I've thrown many deodorant cans into fires <laughs> at parties. Yeah, I f- yeah, I feel like this is the equivalent of that. Then sat around that fire later on listening to Powderfinger pretending we all didn't want to cry. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the Australian teenage boy experience. Oh, absolutely. Drinking your, drinking your fourth can of Carlton. Yes, or uh, Woodstock, bourbon and coal. Oh, God, Cougar. Yep, Cougar, yep, yep. Yeah, we were a oh, fan man. of the Woodstocks because they came in those tall boy cans. You could get the ten packs of the of the cougars, oh, so we would get boy. the cougars. Yeah. We really did live in semi rural uh, Victoria, didn't we? <laughs> oh, fucking oath, we did. Fucking oath, can't. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's that scene. The dragons are locked up, except for the big one who's out there fucking shit up. Um, uh, now we go back north of the wall to our little mate Bran, old Bran, no legs. Mm. Bran, Hodor. Um, Jojen and Mira, mm-hmm. they're all walking up. Jojen's looking real sick and sorry. Yeah. Uh, they're like, oh, where's this raven? We're never going to get to the raven. And then Jojen's like, oh, we're here. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah. Immediately some skeletons start, or some computer animation comes out of the ground and starts attacking them. Yeah, these did not hold up, I felt. Nope. Really <laughs> looks like dragons. A- Oh, man, like fucking Skyrim characters attacking them. Yep, yep, totally. It looked like, and I was, I've was i been reading a recap that mentions uh, Jason and the Argonauts, so like the fucking, like it's, I guess, 1960s perhaps. Um, Is that like stop film? motion type yes. thing? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it really does, it, it almost looks like stop motion. Like it, they're so it's, weird. Totally, it's not a great fight scene, this one. No. No, like no, the skeletons no. all start coming for him. Hodor's being too gentle, you know. He's he's not yep. one for fighting. So Bran yep. goes into him. They all fight. Mira like pushes Jojen back, so he's not in the fight. But because mm. she pushed him to the ground, another skeleton stabs him in the chest. Yeah, real red wedding style of just like stab, 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 stab. Yep. You're dead. Uh, he's dead. They're yep. all like, oh no, there's too many skeletons. And then a fireball comes at him. And, like, seeing yep. someone throwing a fireball at a skeleton in Game of Thrones <laughs> is a real <laughs> jarring thing for this, this scene. I remember at the time yeah. thinking, like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, totally. I thought it again. I was like, oh, okay, this is, we're playing Diablo 2 now, I guess. Yeah, to- it's, it's oh, insane to go from, like, <laughs> yeah. just politics, but in a castle to this woman, who's not a woman, she's a, yep. a little forest nymph. A forest creature, yeah. chucking fireballs at these skeletons. But anyway, they get inside, the wolf's there, and they, they all run in, and there's magic surrounding it, so they're safe now. Yeah. Go yes. in, and there's Gandalf. There's old Gandalf sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. First comes knowledge. Then yes. comes training. Mm-hmm. Then you will never see your family again. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's one of those sorts of vibes where like the guy's real mysterious and he's like he is living in a tree. Like he yep. is the tree kind of. Yeah, one of those weirwood trees. So yeah, he's um, like Bran. 
you're finally here. Joe Janiru is going to die, so don't worry about it. Hey, yeah. I'm the three-eyed raven. Motherfuckers, you're here. None of this makes sense. And Bran's like, wow, so I'll get magical powers? Like, maybe I'll be able to walk again? And he's like, no, you'll never walk again. But you will fly. <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> and that's the end of that scene. And yeah, the little um, forest thing is, is one of the children of the forest, she says. Like, yes. The, yes. The, the man called us the children, but we were born a long time before them. Yeah, that's right. I, uh, yeah, it's weird. I guess that's why the episode's called The Children. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of um a lot of new concepts brought in right there. I mean, we've seen the skeletons mm. before, I guess, but um the the children of the forest and actually seeing this three-eyed raven guy and uh, there's obviously more going to happen with that. It's not going to be left there. Yes. I don't um, want to spoil anything. <laughs> <laughs> but that plot But this line isn't the ending of somewhere. this show. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, uh well, speaking of endings, we now join up with Brienne, Pod, and Arya and the Hound. This uh, this comes to a, a climax, in a way. Yeah. They've bumped into each other in the middle of the mountains. Mm, which seems convenient. Yeah. Uh, like, crazy shit happens, though, I guess. And they're both quite near um, Oh yeah, the eerie? house. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I guess they could be following a similar path. And I feel like the Hound and Brienne would both have vaguely similar ideas about where to sleep safely and top of the mountain seems <laughs> sure, safe. Sure, sure, that's true. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they both did just... They all went to the same place and they are all just left the same place. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Their horses are gone for some reason, which never gets explained. Uh, you remember yeah, that? Like, okay. she wakes up and she's yeah. like, where's the horses? And he's like, I tied the knot perfectly. So I guess Podrick just fucked the knot. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, totally. One of the things he didn't have to learn how to do as a squire living in that city was tie up a horse properly. I guess so, yeah. And he fucked yeah. it and they're gone. Yeah, and so they're like, all right, let's go look for the horses. And uh, instead, they find a couple of Arias and the hounds. Mm. Yeah, Brienne pieces it together pretty quickly. Like, he's talking to Arya for a bit, not knowing really who she is. Arya's mm. just been very mm. honest with her about what her life's been like. Yeah, yeah. Then the hound walks out and Podrick's like, holy macaroni, that's the hound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and Arya Stark. <clears throat> yeah. So mm. pretty quickly it's like, okay, well, Arya, you're coming with me. And Arya's like, fuck off I am. And then fight breaks out. Yeah, what's, I forget, like, I, I remember re-watching it this time being like, oh, I guess that makes sense why this conflict begins right now, but I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's like, does Arya just mistrust Brienne because Catelyn's dead, Renly's dead? working for the Lannisters as well. She's got That's the, right. the, the Lannister sword that Jaime gave yes. her, and she's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. That's true. The Hound recognises the Lannister gold. And she's like, I, was, I wasn't around your mum when she died because I was taking Jaime Lannister back to King's Landing. So like, why the fuck were you doing that? Yeah, yes. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, um, it does make sense why it kind of boils over like it does. Totally, absolutely. I, I, I yeah, I, I felt that in the moment it was completely justified. I just couldn't remember the details, but yeah. yeah. And then there's a fucking, uh, there's a big fight. Big ass fight. Yeah. They're bashing each other with swords, then with fists. <laughs> yeah. They smack each other's genitals at least once. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, it's well acted because the fight isn't put together 
cinematically very well, I don't think. It's a lot of cutting just before the punch and a yeah. lot of like quick cuts and that sort of shit. It makes it look less impactful, but the sound design in it is really, really good where it's like them screaming and with these big punches and all the kind of metal of the armor scraping around. And I think, yeah, the makeup effects, like they do look like they're getting fucked up as, um, as it's going. Yeah, it's just got that like sort of PG movie, it'll cut mm. just before or after the punch and sort of skip the punch. Yeah, I guess because uh, maybe they used the real actors for a lot of it, and they didn't yeah. want to. Yeah, sh- like they couldn't show them hitting each other, or they didn't want to use stunt people. I guess. I mean, it's maybe it, it's it, ha- hard to find a woman that tall to be her stunt woman. I don't know. Maybe I think she does have like she would definitely have one. For, yeah. And I don't know. It, it like is probably to the benefit of the scene because the actors do a good job of like Brand screaming, especially is like real. Yes, uh, uh, good towards the end that she punches the hand off the cliff. And yeah, yeah, she fucking punches the hound off a cliff. Yeah, she wins. She wins the duel. Pretty handily, too. Like, she yeah. seems fine afterwards. Like That's her, true. But fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that is true. Fucked. He's he's totally fucked. Because, yeah, Arya's hidden from them. They go looking for her, and then she sneaks down to the hound. Who... Which is, kind of, yeah, a, a brutal moment for Brienne to be like, oh, yeah, I, I just won this awful fight. And she's gone. The girl's gone. Like, I don't know what to do now. It's just really kind yeah. of a hopeless, like, ah, fuck. It's, I like, I'm surprised they didn't go down and check on the body. I mean, yes, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that that would make sense. Because she gets down there and he's very much still hanging on to life. Yeah. She's like, well, I guess I'll tie a ladder. Mm. And he, uh... Like, starts calling her names or something, or is like, I uh, wish I'd have fucked your sister, and, like, trying to piss her off into killing him. Yes. He yeah. wants to die. But she uh, she doesn't give him the pleasure. No. She goes over and steals his remaining money, and then looks at him for a while, and fucks off. Cold. Real cold. And he, yeah, he, he totally, he opens up initially, he's very, he's, like, obviously vulnerable, he, he's, um, yeah, extremely emotional. He's sort of ready to, to go. You know, he's had a pretty weird, fucked up life. And he's like, yeah, uh, yeah, give, just get rid of me. Put me out of my misery. And yeah, then, then sort of snaps when she refuses. And it's a, it's a fucked up scene. I think it's extremely well acted by, uh, what's his name? Rory. Rory, Rory something. something. Yeah. <laughs> Rory. The Hound. I'm going to Google him now because he's uh, quite good. Uh, Rory McCann. He's in a lot of um, great British stuff as well. He's in a, a movie called Slow West, which I highly recommend. Um, he's Yeah, he's great. He's a great actor. And he d- does really good uh, work in that scene. Yeah, I agree. Maisie Williams too in this episode, I reckon. Yeah, totally. Hey, Gwendolyn Christie. Great, great work as well. Hey, Podrick Johnson. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Podrick Johnson is, I mean, he's fine. He's He does his job. Hey, he's like, I, I don't think character actors like him really ever get their due. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right, back to King's Landing we go. And Tyrion is sitting in jail. Oh, no. Mm, I guess he's going to get executed. Be the scene, yeah, this has got to be him getting his head chopped. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait a minute, who's this at the door? It's Jamie. 
He's gonna fuck him. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. He's. I've he's decided to something. expand my net. <laughs> oh dear. Um, no, he does something uh, nice, and he says, "I'm letting you out." Okay, I'm setting you yeah. free. Him and Varys are working. Yes. Together. Yeah, yeah. Go and meet Varys down this corridor, and you'll be out of here. I guess Jamie's in the point of like, well, I can't piss anyone off more than I've already pissed off my dad for being in an incestuous relationship with my sister. So, I yeah. guess fuck it. <laughs> like, and like he knows his dad's not going to kill him. Ooh. Totally. Like, what's he knows the worst his- he's going to do. He knows his dad might kill Tyrion, probably will, and he won't kill Jamie. So he he's sort of taking, yeah, taking the bullet um, of I guess a stern talking to a good brother. Yeah, Cersei, absolutely, a very good brother. <laughs> oh God. Um, but yeah, they have a nice goodbye. Um, it's very warm, and uh, yeah, like we we've spoken about over the past few episodes, they clearly like each other. They're good brothers to each other. Mm-hmm. It's um yeah, there's there's real genuine sort of friendship and, and warmth there. But yeah. yeah, Jamie has to say goodbye and and uh, sort of shoo him away and say get the get the hell out of here, brother. But Tyrion makes a different decision. He's looking at that door and he thinks, mm. "Fuck that door! Mm. I'm going to Tyrion's bedroom mm. the, to find definitely just Tyrion. I mean, not Tyrion, <laughs> Tywin. Uh, t- uh, Tywin, yeah. I'm going to yeah. find Tywin and. Yeah, so he gets there, there's someone in the bed, it ain't Tywin, and mm. he goes over and... So there's, it's there's one, Shay. There's one, there's one in the bed, and the little one said, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, so they, they get into this fight, and it's really yep. fucked up, and, and he kills her, and he's clearly like really broken up about it, and he didn't want yes. to do it, but he knows he had to, to yep. like not be stabbed himself or for her to call out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, so she calls him my lion, yeah, or thinking thinking that he's Tywin. Yes. Did she start calling him that after she'd started calling Tyrion that, or was this happening before the Tyrion thing? I wanted more answers out of this than I did the first time through. I thought about it more, and I was like, "Wait a minute! Why did all the Shay shit happen? When did she meet Ty- Tywin?" I think this How is does the this scene that. Together? Yeah, this scene is the one that confused it for me because up until now. I was basically, you know, reading it pretty much on a surface level basis of like. She got very offended and insulted by what Tyrion said to her. She was going to leave. She got intercepted. She got asked to testify against him by probably Tywin and Cersei. And then she's just getting paid probably by the Lannisters now. And she's like a sex worker for Tywin. Like, I just thought it. I'm, 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 uh, that's, I guess, what has happened. I, I don't know. Yeah. Sure. And like. It's hypocritical, firstly, of Tywin to be like... Like, you see a lot of, towards the last few moments here, of Mm -hmm. uh, Tywin's true kind of... He's not the sort of pillory to tell himself to be. He's being a hypocrite because he's like, you can't have her in your bedroom, Tyrion. Don't bring her into the keep. And then he does. Mm. Yeah, absolutely he does. Yeah. And, like, yeah, it did make me confused about what... Where Shay came from what her sort of role in all this was, whether Tywin, like... Because there was the story of Tywin doing basically this to Tyrion mm. when he was mm. younger. Yes. Um, has he done the same trick yeah. again? I don't think he has. 
but I think I think I think yeah. What I what I said that sequence of events is probably what's happened. That they've sort of caught her on her way out, turned or, or probably fed that you know um, that anger, turned her uh, loose on Tyrion in the trial, and then Tywin's just sort of kept her around. I think as uh, yeah. maybe like a power move. Even that sort of fits his character. Maybe we did say in uh, like the sealed section of one of the earlier episodes. I think it was like the wedding one where mm. um, Cersei points out Shay to Tywin. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's been since then. Maybe it's been recent, but either way, fuck her. <laughs> yeah, fuck her, and she's dead. And it's um, yeah, it's 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 fucked. It's I think mm. it's a shame that her character never came back around at any point. Um, sure, I mean, I I kind of like that her character is just this sort of pretty flighty piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, like because it it does when. Tyrion is talking to Tywin later on. He's he pretty sincerely says, "I loved her." I mean, I remember, yeah, on one of the earlier ones of these, we had questions about whether or not he like did just get bored of her, kind of because he's focused on his career and like how much of him telling her to fuck off was him protecting her and him kind mm-hmm. of showing his true feelings. Sure, but yeah, he seems to maybe it's rose tinted or whatever, but he seems to be pretty certain about the fact that he was right into her. Yeah. Agreed. Well, that's that's this is what happens right now. He goes from Shay from the bedroom to the toilet. Yeah, and also uh, actually just about that that thing really mm. quickly. Um, she goes straight for that knife. She yes. doesn't try the to talk she, to Tyrion. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The moment she realizes it's Tyrion, she's like, "Fuck, I'm this is this is going down. I want to kill him." Yeah. So she's. I I think if anything, she's just been further manipulated uh, against him since. Yeah, that that moment that she left, that Possibly. she left him. Yeah, yeah. She's she's very quickly gone off of him. Either way, yes. To the degree yeah. where you're like, oh, okay. Well, how much could it have been real when it was happening? If you are this quickly turning to fuck this guy, yeah, but yeah, totally potentially. I, uh, she seems like just a real extreme person where she her emotions just are extreme. So, yeah, yeah I don't know, but it's it's um yeah, it's fucked. It's intense. I think it's well acted. Um. Mm. That scene, uh, as is the next scene. Yeah. So, yeah, Tyrion um, goes to the toilet. He got to take a piss. <laughs> yeah, and boy, does he sell it. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, dragging along a crossbow like a mm. like a serial killer with a big machete in a movie. Yep, yep, yep. I guess he, like, he looks at that crossbow straight away. He's like, yep, I'm taking that. And I guess he just figured that Tywin was in the toilet. Yeah, I guess so. If he's not in bed at night, he's probably gone to the pisser. Yeah, and he has already walked through the throne room. This, this is a weird thing. He comes out of some weird little trap door mm, mm. at one point. I didn't really know what that was. He goes into <laughs> like the, the small council room. Yeah, that's right. So, but I, like, I guess he does know his trap doors because he's had stories about, like, I used to sneak around. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to sneak girls in and stuff. Yeah, so he does know the trapdoors. Yeah, so mm. he opens it up and there's Tywin bogging out a, a, a crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really blasting out a dookie. Man, he is fucking funneling out a car car. <laughs> I cannot think of many words at all for him. <laughs> well, he's, he's doing a poo and Tyrion's there and he's like, hey, uh, you're, a, you're the worst father that's ever lived. Yeah, 
and Tywin like just showing how much he fucking looks down on Tyrion. Tyrion's got a crossbow pointed at him, and Tywin's like, "Ugh, this cunt." Yeah, yeah. He he just, literally dismisses. He's like, "You're not gonna use that thing," and he doesn't yeah. say it in like a "Everything's fine, mate. Let's work this out." He's just like initially just like, "You're not gonna kill me, so shut up and listen to me." Yeah, I was never gonna kill you. I lied. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. He says that. I just wanted to teach you a lesson. We'd send you to the wall, and it'd all work out. Like you refused yeah. to die, which I admire. Yeah, yeah, he's just really, really grimy, slimy, snake tongue in the whole situation. Yeah, totally spinning all this bullshit. I tell you what, there's more shit coming out of your mouth than out of your ass, Tywin. <laughs> wow, I can't believe Tyrion didn't say that. That he absolutely should have said it like that. <laughs> Listen yeah. here, Tywin. You're talking. To, you want to talk about taking a crap? How about that caca? <laughs> out I don't think I've ever used the word caca before, and I'm not quite I, sure how to say it. I I think you've nailed it. Yeah, oh, hooray! <laughs> from Ace Ventura too. Uh, yeah, so he's like, he says, "Look, don't let us, you know, get angry." He says, Ty- "Tyrion brings up." I already saw Shay. I murdered her. And he's like, oh, what do you care about that whore? And he's like, you mm. fucking say that word one more time. And I swear to God, I will put an arrow between your ribs. Yep. And Tywin does not listen. And so an arrow ends up between his ribs. Yep. Just a pump straight away as he says it. And yeah. it is so fucking satisfying. Oh, it's so good. It's this yeah. Is, that whole yeah. scene. It's, it's just Tyrion like, I, I honestly, he doesn't maybe l- sort of lay lay it all on him as thickly as he could, but he sort of opens up. He he, he says the truth. He he. The last thing that Tywin hears is Tyrion saying, "I am your son. I've always been your son." Yeah, which is like, it's fucked up that Tyrion knows that's the worst thing Tywin can hear. Yeah, that's just awful. <laughs> I think that there's some level of Tyrion not quite kind of going for it. Like, he's less emotional about it, because in his head, Tywin's already dead. And I think mm. he just doesn't mm. give a fuck anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's, yeah. He's just like, well, i got to tick this one off the list before I get the hell out of here. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah. Yeah, really like that scene. And Tywin it gets two arrows in him, and he's he's dead as hell, man. Totally. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's he's run out of spoof and he's run out of blood. <laughs> the two things you need to live. That's what's in... Um, what's that drink that calls itself man fuel? Anyway, <laughs> what's in that? I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of like a bar I went to or something. Gatorade? No, there's one of the... Oh, no, I'm thinking of Solo and it says oh. man's can because it's like... 8% bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, this is a man's can. <laughs> it's feminine to drink 375 mils. Oof, there was a man's can. 425 mils. Hell yeah. There was a man's can on that throne, uh, and <laughs> <laughs> and that can's dead. Um, yeah, a good scene. Uh, goodbye to Tywin, uh, one of our favourite characters to watch on this show. Yeah. Um, a so timely well farewell, though, Dance. I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yes. Uh, the 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 way that that arc played out um, was well done, and I, I'm happy that it it happened. You know, in a way, I'm happy that that story was told, um, and it was he well. Dies executed. on the throne. Yes, isn't that ironic? 
Well, well, well. In the There's he always fucking... wanted to sit on the throne, but yeah. in the end, he di- he died on the throne. There's fucking four paragraphs of an English Year Twelve essay right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, then uh, Tyrion goes back downstairs. He finds Varys. He's like, "All right, uh, I killed my dad," and Varys is like, "Well, shit, I guess I shouldn't stay either." Yeah, he does like almost a. Uh, 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 you know, like in The Simpsons, when Grandpa Simpson walks into the into the speakeasy, the <laughs> Bart's running, yeah. he turns around and the bells are ringing and he just immediately he just keeps walking and turns back onto the yeah. boat. Yeah, fuck. Um, so that's cool. Tyrion's in a little Tyrion. box. Mm. He's had to shove him into a box for the whole trip. Yeah, he's in a box. Yeah. Yeah, Varys is up there. They're off to, uh, to Essos somewhere, I believe. Yeah. I think that's where uh, they said they were going. Well, they're going, yes, they're going over the ocean <laughs> in any case. And I think that's the end of the episode, right? Yeah, we cut to Arya. Oh, uh, yeah, yes. She's riding her horse to the boat as well. Big white horse she got from fucking somewhere. Yeah, and, I guess uh, she found one of those horses. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I guess that would explain it. <laughs> and yeah. she um, rides up to that ship. They're shoveling like salt or sugar onto the ship. I think it's mm. salt. Some white salt. shit. I mean, yeah, salt, salt, salt is a thing you could shovel. You get it from a mine, I guess. Yeah, and it's valuable. You'd ship it. Hell yeah. So um, she's like asking for passage, and she's like, I could work. And he's like, no, fuck off. And she's like, I'll pay you. No, I don't want your money. Uh, mm. what, I'll do mm. anything. Then she shows him that little coin that uh, Jack and Hagar gave her. Yeah. And he's like, shikaka. <laughs> <laughs> Gets on his knees. Uh, yeah, he immediately goes like, "Oh, holy shit!" Well, we're going to Bravos. Oh, that's Bumblebee Bravos tuna. Coin. <laughs> <laughs> then Arya spends the whole trip over there having to stand at the top of a really tall pole. She can't come down. Well, the first the seen... guy, the guy turns around and bends over and speaks out of his ass at her. Valado Harris. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a spoiler for the start of season five. But when they park the ship in the dock, they do mm. like this whole big thing where the ship rolls over and crashes in the middle of two uh, two other ships. And Ari goes like a glove. <laughs> Oh, yes. Ace Very Ventura good. 2 is so much better than Ace Ventura 1. Yep, agreed. I saw I the gen- second I- one first, actually. Ace- I remember. Same, same. Yeah. Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Uh, no, Ace Ventura When Nature Calls, sorry. Yeah. Is a genuinely f- fantastic movie. It's hilarious. It's got so many really, really good comedic set pieces. It, it, yeah. Jim Carrey, great, great comedic actor. That might have been his best work. I really like the mask. I know a lot of people don't like the mask anymore, but I think it's he's got a he does a really interesting like sort of weirdly balanced performance of like that normal character he plays is kind of viable, and the mask is so fucked. Yeah, yeah, Stanley Ipkiss. Yeah, Uh, the mask. Just the character of the mask is less fucked every subsequent watch. Right. So I think that is what drags it down. But yes, if you're just going by first viewing. Mm-hmm, Maybe mm-hmm. the mask is on par. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber's not in the conversation, I don't think. Of, of no. Best. No. No, I agree. Um, I would say out of his dramatic work, maybe, oh, like, I haven't liked a bunch of... Man on the Moon's okay. Mm. Um, I think I the Truman Show. Truman Show's pretty good. Mm. But I don't yeah. think Jim Carrey was necessary for that role. No, that's that's fair, yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, I kind of, if something's really good, you kind of can't picture anyone else doing it. But with The Truman Show, I could imagine any sort of comedic, too straight actor like Steve Carell. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could even see, like, a Joaquin Phoenix or someone. Like, it, it doesn't necessarily even have to be a funny guy. Well, I think you need the levity of someone like Jim Carrey to be able to make it believable that people are tuning in every week to watch him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can, I can, that, I can that. does that. help. Jim Carrey does bring that to it, but I, I don't think it's necessarily his best. Mm. Um, so, in summary, Kick-Ass 2, the best Jim Carrey movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, uh, this episode was pretty kick-ass. Yeah. I liked uh, a couple of things that we didn't really mention, but... Um, the use of their character themes again and again throughout this episode, I thought was really good and noticeable for one of the first oh, times. Oh, nice. Yeah, right. Like Stannis and the Lannister and uh, the the Stark theme and all of them get brought back a few times really nicely mm. throughout this. And then at the end, that little sort of sweeping um, finale transitioning from Tyrion and Varys to Arya being on their boats. Uh, I thought yeah. it was nice with the, with the yeah. music behind it. And uh, I've got one more little little tidbit mm. for the sealed section. Oh, okay. Well, uh, before we go into the sealed section, we've actually got a non-spoiler question that I thought it might be good to do. Um, Great. But yeah, in terms of the episode, uh, that's it. I think it was a good one. I think it's yep. uh, going in interesting places. I was engaged. I liked it uh, probably more in comparison to last week's episode, which was all one mm. location, and I... I mean, yeah, we talked about it kind of being like, well, we know what happens here, so it's way less interesting. Um, I've got to, t- got to say, I didn't miss seeing Ramsay and Theon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a few few uh, things that we sort of felt fell flat, the dragon stuff and the Jon Snow stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm... I'm kind I'm, of the uh, brand stuff too, I'd say, like Jojen, who yes. gives a fuck that he's dead. <laughs> yeah, True. And all that fireball stuff was a little bit, oh, okay, here we go. But yeah. I liked the mountain stuff, the Frankenstein stuff, and I liked um, all the Tyrion stuff. I thought it was really well uh, really well done. Same. Uh, Good season yeah. in general, too, actually. Just, like, a lot of wheels turning and things changing. Like, a big shake-up from the mm. main players of the first three to who they are and where they are now. Mm. A lot's changed from here to, like, maybe not as much as, like, paid off or, mm-hmm. or really um, happened in the way of like, oh, this is clearly what this was leading to or whatever. Like Tyrion yeah. dying and all that. I mean, Tywin dying and all that sort of stuff is like, uh, you could say it's a payoff, but it also just feels like this this sort of reshuffling of the cards where everyone is in a pretty different position there or like an unknown position for next season for a lot of the characters here. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess even like Tywin as an example, he's a guy who came in not at the very start of the show, so it's almost like, well, it, it doesn't feel like a primary char- character is gone, but yeah, um, some, it's like, definitely an interesting character. Even Jamie and Cersei getting back to fucking... <laughs> sure. It feels classic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we got some classic characters and classic situations, um, but also, yeah, a lot of characters sort of out in the middle of, uh, in the middle of deep water, and we're not really sure what uh, what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, good shit. Uh, well done, season four. I liked you. Um, but yeah, we've got a, we've got a non-spoiler question here, uh, from Adam, uh, Knox. 
He Whoa. says, what, what time are we recording? Uh, no, we've got a, a question from Adam. What is this rash? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's definitely for the sealed section. Um, uh, no, Adam says, hey, boys, blah, 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 blah. I just listened to the episode where you talked about having uh, the show having naked Melisandre with Stannis' wife for no apparent reason other than to have the actress playing Melisandre naked. Uh, it made me think of how there are a few notable moments where the show decided to be gratuitous or worse than the books. Um, for this example in the show, the first time we see Carl Drogo and Daenerys have sex, it's clear he is raping her, but in the book she consented. Uh, and it's the same with the scene with uh, Jamie and Cersei, where he's like a shit dude, but he's not, you know, committing sexual assault. Like, he clearly is in the show. Um, it, it confuses his arc. It's, it's kind of a weird thing to do. Um, so Adam says, I know the books are tough sometimes, but I don't see why the show has to make it worse for no apparent reason. Um, do you think there is a reason why the show has gone darker than the books? Um, I would say that he said the the answer to his question in the in the thing. It's gratuitous. Sure, I think they're yeah. being deliberately over the top with it because they know that that's the show's thing to some people, or it's like it's hook, you know. Yep, yep. And I I, I think they were aware, and people did pick up on it and respond to it especially early on where it was like this is the show with tits and and like swearing and it's violence and you know they, it would, it's it was and still remains to a big extent but especially early on was what the show's marketing hook was I think that's completely yeah I think that's that's it I think that's why I, I think it's mm. a very intelligent and an adult show in the way that, that it explores certain themes uh, it has some relatively complicated politics at times. Um, and I think that's mature enough for me, but uh, but uh, maybe a lot of people needed that added extra hook of yeah tits and violence and dragons. Well, and um, weirdly, that other side is is like kind of the childish side of it, right? Like mm. every time there's one of those scenes where there's just a couple of naked actresses sitting there, like oh okay, right, this yeah. conversation is between these two men. But, yeah. Uh, all right, chuck chuck them in because you. I maybe I'm being cynical about it, but I think this is a cynical decision that they've made to throw in this fucked up stuff to get some tweets happening. I think that there is an element to which it is natural and and naturalistic and realistic, but it becomes less so, or or at least there are scenes that are so blatantly gratuitous that it sort of undermines the use of it in other scenes for a realistic purpose. Like, it, yeah, I think it. it's not always done cynically, but when it is, it really is. Yeah, and, like, we will probably talk about this more as the show goes on, but it has a tendency to be American Pie level with its usage of boobs, more than, mm-hmm. and to be, like, saw level with its usage of, rather than torture, stuff like rape in a really... Yep like look how fucked up this is we're gonna make you watch it for ages it's like okay that's not necessarily a clever way of doing it there like you've made me feel uncomfortable but Mm. um i don't know to how much like there's a i really like this show obviously i wouldn't have done 430 episodes of this podcast unless i did (laughs) but you know it there are times where i think it does become clear that this is a tv show with bills to pay and I think that it is effective to pay your bills by putting as much fucked up shit in there if you as you can if your mm-hmm. thing is being the fucked up show. It's Marilyn Manson. Yeah. 
Marilyn Manson's yeah. got to wear his weird makeup or everyone thinks he's normal. Yeah, yeah. David Benioff got his bottom two ribs removed so he could suck the ratings dick, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that's, I think that's exactly why. Yeah. Thank um, you for your question, yeah. Adam. Yes, thank you for your question, Adam. I think it's a very insightful point that you've actually just kind of made and then we repeated. Um, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> thank you for, uh, for listening, for sending that in. Um, and that, that'll do it for the first time watchers of Game of Thrones. Thanks for listening to this episode. Get your questions in. Um, season five next week. It's exciting. Holy um, shit. <laughs> so, yes, thank you for listening, first timers. But if you have seen the show before, you'd like to stick around for something that we call the sealed section. The Seal See how low I could get And I don't know if it was even audible It was, it was barely audible Um, Uh, There's whales turned on right now With that sound (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Sealed section What do you got? Because I didn't have time to make any notes And there's no (laughs) real questions that I want to answer Um, And I want to go to bed soon So (laughs) what do we got? Two things really quickly. One, they're going to change the actor for the um, uh, old Raven boy, and I thought that sucks. Yeah, um, yeah. And two, when they're burning all those bodies, Shireen and uh, Stannis' wife, I forget her name all the time, are both looking at that pyre like there's a long shot of them looking at it like, oh, okay. Looking yeah, at right. The burning bodies. Yeah, one day I'm going to be in there. Yeah. And yeah, also, right, okay. Um, Melisandre getting her eyes on John real early. Yes. Yes, that is very true. But um, yes, other than describing how the rest of the seasons of this show goes, because <laughs> <laughs> there, there's that's all the real sealed section stuff that is worth pointing out, for to my yeah. mind. Yep, uh, I think that's fair. Uh, there's, there are actually a, f- a few more questions that are like sort of pretty pretty general questions uh, or questions that kind of actually relate more to events later in the show so if you are the people who have sent those in don't worry uh, we'll get to them um, but I think for this specific episode um, we've talked out uh, as much as we can about that finale I think it was really good and yeah I'm keen to to get uh, to get stuck into season five yeah me too all right well we'll good do it next week sweet all right thank you listeners we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.